0: We've arrived at that time of the night to talk about the world's coolest streets and the world's coolest street, according to Time Out Magazine, happens to be right here in Canada. But I've been asking you tonight about cool streets and uh, Steve had a good one. Uh, Cool street name is Hawkins Pickle. That's a great street name. sounds like Hawkins Cheesies, but it's not. I'll leave that to Shane. Hawkins Pickle, located in the Fraser Valley. This is how you access the Inch Creek Fish Hatchery. Not sure how the road and the creek, not sure if the road and the creek have anything to do with each other. True story Hawkins Pickle that is a good name for a street. See, a cool name will qualify if there's a great cool name for a street in your hometown uh, I'll have a story about this one because when I was in my uh twenties, my dad uh, took a different job and ended up in an office on a street called which used to be called Church Street a million years ago and then became de L'Eglise Street when it was. Um, uh, tr- Put into French. Uh, So Church Street became De L'Église and it was in Verdun, which is a neighborhood of Montreal that is uh, relatively well known. If you live in Montreal, there's a subway line that runs through it. Um, But it wasn't a place you necessarily did a lot of hanging out. Uh, Certainly no one I knew from Verdun hung out in Verdun. Uh, And Wellington Street was the big main drag in Verdun. There's an intersection of Church Street and and Wellington Street or De L'Église and Rue Wellington as they became. and Wellington Street was, you know, kind of, kind of sad, a bit grim for done for a long time, was a dry uh, municipality, no bars, no industry. Um, so it, it was not a place you spent time at. And, and no restaurants really to speak of, a few here and there, some family businesses, all fine for the neighborhood, but you didn't make a point of going there. So it was quite surprising to find out that Wellington Street is the coolest street on the planet. Now I knew this cause my dad now lives in that neighborhood. So I've been back there quite a few times in the past decade and it has completely transformed. So if you think of all the things that make a street cool, like what is it? Is it is it walkability? Is it the kind of businesses that are there? Is it, is it the number of families that live in the area that use it as their street? Is it a certain street life that exists? Um, is it peace, peace and quiet, green space, all of the above? Uh, probably. So, Time Out Magazine, uh, publishing the best of cities, happening culture, food, and so on around the world, just released its list of 33 coolest streets. And there it is at the very top, Montreal's Rue Wellington. Um, it's interesting. And I, w- I really want to find out how that happened. There's a Toronto Street, Ossington, that also made the top 15. So, two Canadian streets in the top. Fifteen, including right up at the top, uh, as Casey Kasem would say, number one with a bullet. Joining me now with more on this is Laura Osborne. She's editor of Time Out Canada. Thanks for your time.
1: Happy to be here. So, th-
0: I guess the the invariable question is, what makes a street cool? When it came to uh, to listing the thirty three coolest,
1: so Time Out's coolest streets in the world, this twenty twenty two list basically is put together from, you know, an annual survey of about 20,000 global city residents. So it's across the world, people were asked a series of questions, including, you know, nominating their city's coolest streets. And that's how the ranking gets put together.
0: It it is a really fascinating list because it is global, right? I mean, there are cool streets all over the place, but is there any uh, sort of defining... Continuum amongst all of this is there one sort of thing that tends to stand out for each of the 33?
1: Well, I think what's interesting is that um, of all the questions that uh, the survey asks, people tended to talk most about their neighborhoods because I think, you know, people have a lot of pride about their neighborhood. And I think. Having been through a pandemic, a lot of local businesses, you know, have struggled. It's been a very difficult two years, and, and you know, now is the time where our people are out, they're about, and they have a lot to say.
0: Yeah, I guess that's part of it too—is that whole idea of being able to once again enjoy street life to some extent. Uh, I, I, number one, number one. I guess it shouldn't come as a surprise, but it is a one that maybe people who've been to Montreal may not have known of.
1: Well, it's the first time that a Canadian city's actually been on on the list, and as a Montrealer, I couldn't be more proud. Um, Rue Wellington is, you know, I just spoke with Patrick Mainville, who's the the DG of Promenade Wellington, and over the weekend we saw something that we'd like to call the Timeouts World Coolest Street Effect. So. Right feedback from the story is that the businesses are so proud, the feedback's been amazing, and some of them had, you know, their best selling weekend ever. So it's hard, you know, not to get emotional when you think about the positive impact that stories like these have on local businesses.
0: And for listeners to understand, uh, Wellington in Montreal's Verdun neighborhood has has not been uh, traditionally seen as as a place to go, even for Montrealers. For the most part, I mean, within Verdun, uh, where people when people live there, it was sort of the main street, the shopping street. But outside of that, it wasn't really a destination. When did that start to change?
1: So you know, Wellington Street is now that sort of perfect mix of high low, where you know old school meets new school. But as you said, wasn't always like that. In the 50s and the 60s, Wellington Street, you know, was actually a very healthy commercial artery. It had high-end department stores and bakeries and shops. But then in the 70s, when the metro system provided easy access to downtown, you could see the neighborhood businesses started to suffer and there was a downturn. Um, There's also the fact that in the 19th century, the Verdun founders, the city founders decided that they didn't want their city to be Polluted by industry or by the vices associated with alcohol and hotel rooms. So Verdun was actually dry and industry free for most of the 20th century. So if you fast forward to 2010 when the first microbrasserie opened up in that old bank building right in the middle of the promenade, um, it's been, you know, slowly over a period of time building to what's now, you know, one of the busiest strips in the city and definitely the coolest.
0: Um, you also have another Canadian street in there as well. Another one that perhaps I think a lot of people in Toronto will know about, but for people who visit, maybe one that people don't flock to, uh, tell me a bit about Ossington and how it made it.
1: So Ossington is, and I may get in trouble for saying this, but Ossington, dare I say, actually has a little bit of a Montreal vibe to it. Um, the thing that's super cool about Ossington Avenue is that it was, Originally um, constructed in the 1800s as part of a military road, and has been in transition ever since. And as as far as neighborhoods go, there's nothing really like it in Toronto. It's got its own authentic, no frills vibe. It's a lot of small boutiques and storefronts. You know, they're a little more eclectic than the rest of the city. So it takes basically 10 minutes to walk. Ossington Avenue from one end of the strip to the other, but with everything that's happening, um, you could spend hours down there.
0: I guess one of the things I noticed, at least for the two Canadian entries, is that these are uh, are areas that that have undergone fairly significant transformations in the last, in this century at least, Uh, and it kind of speaks to the different dynamics we're seeing in cities right across the country right now.
1: I couldn't agree more, and as I said, it's been a really difficult two years and there isn't a better time to be celebrating streets like this as people are getting out. And about, um, if we go back to Wellington, you know, Wellington has access uh, via three metro stations in Montreal and a bike path that takes you basically from, you know, central downtown Montreal. So, you know, Peel and St. Cathie, where the timeout market is, and you can bike from downtown Montreal all the way uh, to Wellington and leave your Bixie bike there and, you know, enjoy an afternoon or an evening on the Strip.
0: One of the things that's always been fascinating about, I mean, this applies to all cities in Canada in some ways, is that um, there are areas that, that have become you know have become increasingly popular just because people have been moved out of the areas that one would traditionally assume would be in that list so when one thinks of Montreal one always thinks of the plateau or mile end you know the St. Vieters and the Fairmounts those areas tourists might know about Uh, but those areas became really really expensive over a while and it felt like a lot of people who would have normally been there have now taken both their businesses and their ideas and their families to other neighborhoods such as Verdun.
1: You know Verdun is so family friendly and you know when i spent a lot of time there the summer and you know you're walking along the promenade and you can see you know families hanging out you know eating ice cream they're on their way to to the beach with sand toys. Um, You know this weekend I know that there were a lot of families that were you know visiting the strip for the first time and taking selfies you know it's really it's it's kind of a spot that has something for everyone.
0: Is there ever a harm, and this is a, this is a bit of a loaded question, is there ever a harm when these places get discovered? Because in some ways, one of the things about Wellington, I think Ossington too, to some extent, is they are kind of, you know, somewhat secret to the people who live there. They're kind of hidden gems to some extent. Do you ever worry about, uh, about what the exposure might mean? I know it's good news for the businesses, but I wonder how residents feel sometimes, other than just a sense of deep pride, I would assume. You know,
1: it's a great question. And. Um- and I think more is more, especially given everything that these businesses and a lot of families have been through, you know, considering the pandemic and the effect that the pandemic has had on neighborhoods and, and local businesses. So I would say, you know, this is definitely something to be celebrated. And surely, you know, the, the 250 businesses that are along that strip are, are really proud.
0: When you look at the 33 streets, then, and take the Canadian streets into context, um, is there a common thread there? Do, are a lot of these streets worldwide sort of the lesser known ones? I mean, I looked at all of them. I've been to quite a few of those cities. I knew some of the streets, but not all of them. Uh, a lot of them do seem, you know, like neighborhood streets, ones that are slightly off the beaten path uh, for, for the tourist crowd, for instance.
1: So the common denominator is definitely that, you know, we... Aim with the timeout coolest streets list to shine a spotlight on some of the most vibrant and dynamic streets that are maybe a little more under the radar across the globe. So, you know, again, as this list has arrived, you know, people are getting out more, they're experiencing the best of the cities again. And I think you know, we've returned with a bang. So I, there are, I've heard from a lot of readers and, you know, on social media from, you know, Montrealers and, you know, I've seen from Torontonians who, you know, are like, oh, Wellington or, oh, Ossington. And so I think it's allowing locals and visitors to sort of discover or rediscover a city.
0: I should mention that it wasn't that long ago. I think it, it dates back to a little bit now that you ranked uh, the coolest neighborhoods in the world. And there were a few Montreal, a few Canadian neighborhoods that, that made it in there as well, including Mount Pleasant in Vancouver and Vilray in Montreal. Um, what is it that makes I mean, these days, given, given the pandemic, Do you think our idea of what what a cool street or a cool neighborhood is has started to shift a little bit back towards sort of less of that commercial center, sort of the St. Catharines and the Young streets and the Granvilles and more back to those sort of neighborhood streets?
1: I do. I think that it's about being authentic, you know, and having, you know, an energy that feels you know, family friendly, but also cool. It's about, you know, having a neighborhood or a cool street that is always bustling, has something new that's happening all the time, but is also totally unpretentious
0: as you know from from most canadian cities uh montreal as well there are lots of wellingtons i mean wellington's a great example because it is a quite a it's a very long street um and it has been in the summer it's transformed into a pedestrian walkway and all those businesses put their you know tables out on the sidewalk and it becomes very it, it, it's very happening to use that word but i gather in every city there's a wellington and it's just a question of finding the one in your town right it's being adventurous
1: I don't know if there is a Wellington in every city, you know, I mean, there aren't that many streets that have, you know, the best one of the best restaurants in the city at one end and one of the best new restaurants at the other with, you know, a beach a few steps away smack in the middle. Um, and a tuk-tuk that can take you from one end to the other. You know, it really—it's a pretty special street.
0: Right. It is. It is. Well, that's why it's number one, right? I guess what I meant is that there are a lot of little Wellington. Like, I mean, you know, this was—this goes back to—I think it was a—it was a, about a famous book back that you can find a little Wellington in your hometown. In other words, like there are those little right. cool streets. Well, it's just I a look, question. Yeah.
1: I look forward to Time Out's coolest streets in the world 2023 list because then we can talk about all of those new streets. <laughs>
0: And I guess as as a very last question, I think one of the things that should be inspirational about uh, the transformation of Wellington to streets across the country is that it's come a very long way in a very short period of time. And I gather, you know, with the right amount of, you know, as, as these neighborhoods transform and new people come in and younger families move in, uh, that possibility, uh, and now there's good public transit there too, which is sometimes a, a hindrance, but, you know, uh, there's a lot of streets across this country that could look to a street like Wellington for inspiration.
1: Absolutely. And I, you know, they, they have been working, you know, to really make promenade Wellington and Wellington street, one of the, the best streets in, in Montreal for about 10 years. And if you look at what's on the horizon, you know, they have a new basketball team where 3000 people are showing up for matches. Um, you know, they've got a pop-up shop in a container where, you know, Every two weeks, there's a new small business in Montreal that's rotated through. They have huge plans uh, to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the Promenade um, with a massive Cabano Sucre in the spring. So there's a lot of exciting things on the horizon.
0: Well, Laura, Laura Osborne, thank you so much for your time today. Fascinating to hear about uh, about how Wellington has made such a quick ascension uh, to the top to the top of the list.
1: Well, thank you for having me.